Romans 19. This is a few verses before what we were preaching Sunday. Every time we come into the pulpit, really believing for God's anointing, God's direction, and I appreciate your prayers that we have all that. Amen? Because we, I, we, we got to be doing this together. It's, yeah, that's right. Amen. Uh, tonight, it, it may just be very simple, but I feel very directed, very just, uh, just a little extra tonight. Just feel like somebody needs this. Uh, we all need it, but somebody might just need it a little bit more uh, than the rest of us. I don't know who you are. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I don't, but... I ask you please to pay attention to what God would speak to your heart. First Kings 19. Let's pray. Father, thank you for, Lord, your word. It's a truth, God, of your word. God, because we know it's not about the traditions of man. It's not about our opinions. But, Lord, it's your truth that makes us free. It's your truth, Lord, that that is... Lord, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And I pray, Lord, that you would speak clearly through your anointed word, Lord. Put it in our hearts. Put it in our lives, God. Help us to to just be doers of your word, God. And, Lord, we'll give you all the glory. All the praise belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. 1 Kings 19, verse 4. This is right after the showdown we talked about Sunday between Elijah and the false prophets of Baal. Told you how after that all transpired that I'm sure Elijah had an expectation of revival. Had an expectation of change in the land once God proved that he was the God of heaven and earth. And that the false prophets were only liars. But rather than see uh, repentance, there was a threat to his life. The Bible says here in 1 Kings 19, verse 4, But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. And he sat down under a juniper tree and requested for himself that he might die. And said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. We talked about what happened when he went into the cave, but let's get this short uh, account here right before that. He lay and slept under the juniper under a juniper tree. Behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. The angel of the Lord came again a second time touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. God bless you. You can be seated. Appreciate the uh, song choices tonight as I hear so many people saying the same thing so often, how it just fits together with what you're praying about. Or, and uh, second to last song, uh, Sister Katie was singing about more 
more of you. And I, I actually started just writing that down to make sure I referenced the fact that God, this is you working. This is you confirming. And, and about that time she switched songs and, and it was another song about more of you, Jesus. See, I really feel tonight so strongly that just like Elijah, there's, there's, uh, a connection there. There's a experience that we have with God. And, and I'm talking to Christians tonight. I'm talking to men and women who are faithful and love God. And you've been through some things. You've been through trials. You faced tests. You faced battles. And here you are today, a survivor, an overcomer. Amen. You're here today because God is faithful and you have held on to him by faith and allowed him to get you through some things feel like we need to look at Elijah tonight and recognize that what he was going through, the battle that he was facing, he already, maybe in himself, felt like the fight was over. The fight was there on Mount Carmel. The the fight was with the false prophets. The the fight was with uh, Jezebel's uh, lying preachers. Felt like the fight was over and... And But no, the fight really for him just began. Because now he is dealing not with that external enemy of, uh, of what the devil is doing, but he's, he's dealing with the effects of, of disappointment, the effects of the, the, the battle that he was in. And, and uh, it starts working on him, taking him to a dark place. God wakes him up. With an angel and says, hey, you're on a journey here. Get up and eat. Here's water. Here's food. He eats this meal and he he goes back to sleep. But God in his, his wisdom and his foreknowledge kind of kicks him out of his slumber one more time and says, hey, wait a minute. That meal might have been good enough for what you've been through. Might have been good enough at the level that you're used to. But I'm here to tell you that what is ahead, that's not enough. What you're going to face, you don't know, but I know. I know where the journey is going. I know what is in tomorrow. You're looking at now. You're looking at what you're used to. You're looking at what you've already dealt with. But I'm telling you that where I'm taking you, that's not enough. You're going to need some more. Amen. Too often I've seen good folks with a good testimony get so far and feel like, you know what, I'm at a level that I'm doing all right and I'm a lot better than a lot of other folks that fell away. But you got to recognize what you're used to and what you have always done. And that level that you're at right now might not be the level that you need to be at tomorrow for its battle. The struggle you have to face, the battle that you must overcome to make it tomorrow. What level you have always been comfortable at in the past may not be enough for. God knows what you need. God's not going to leave you ill-prepared. God's not going to leave you without enabling you. 
But we have got to be sensitive enough to the Spirit of God to allow Him to say, you know what? Hey, hey, this, this prayer that you've been praying, it's got you this far, but there's a deeper level that you need to go in because there's a spiritual warfare that's getting ready to come upon you and you're going to need to go a little bit deeper. You're going to need to have a, a greater experience of faith. Amen. You're going to need to exercise a, a greater experience of, uh, of God's power in your life. And today is the day that you prepare for tomorrow. Uh, I know there's been times uh, I've heard about it here recently, some things we were my wife and I were listening to, and I and it brought me back to a time where I, I used to just to try to burn some calories, get a little bit of exercise. I, I used to play racquetball. I haven't played racquetball for a few years, but uh, I, I used to play racquetball and and got to where you know we were playing games and doing all right, and and you know uh, it was mainly. Uh, started that just to have a little bit of quality time with my son, something we could do together and something we could uh, probably be good for us in a lot of ways. And after a while, uh, you know, youth kind of kind of start taking off way ahead of dad. And uh, but uh, we decided, you know what, there's a, a man there at the club that that was a professional at one time. And even at that time, I think he was ranked. Uh, at, at like number 11 in men's racquetball in the world. And he would give lessons. And so we said, you know what? We're going to take some lessons. We've been playing for a couple of years. It'd be neat to kind of learn some things. Well, I found out quickly that that, that could be the most miserable, depressing thing that you, 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 you ever experienced. Say why? Well, because when you're playing for years, you develop habits. Amen. And then somebody comes along and says, you're doing it wrong. Right. Down to, let me see how you hold that racket. Well, I hold it like this. No, you can't hold it like that. Hold it like this. Well, that doesn't even feel right. But it is right. <laughs> what you were doing, what you've been doing, you know, people say practice makes perfect. But I heard somebody say one time, perfect practice yeah. makes perfect. Right. Because you can practice it wrong for so long, that wrong becomes second nature. So he said, you need to get in here and hold that racket like this. And I can't, but I, I feel like I've never played before. I can't even get this to the wall. You, you, well, you do it enough, you will. I, I, I was winning games. Now you're losing games. Right. And the racket is holding it is just one of about of a dozen things. He said, don't stand like this and lean like this and do this like this. It doesn't feel right. It is right. What you've been doing is wrong. Right. But I've been winning games and now I'm losing games. Yeah, but when you get this right, you'll be able to advance to more difficult challenges. And you know what? I found a lot of people say, well, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to learn. Eh, You know why it's harder to learn? Because you get set in your ways. And to do better, sometimes you have to correct things that you've been doing the same way over and over and over again. And you feel so foolish Trying to relearn something that you've been doing, getting by at a certain level. Can I tell you, we get used to a level of prayer. We get used to a level of uh, of worship. We get used to a level of service and obeying God and, and being a witness. And we get our little place where we feel good. And God says, you know what? That at this level, you might feel like you're doing pretty good. But I've got a higher level for you. 
And you might sit back and say, well, God, I feel like that's kind of optional. I hear the preacher telling us to get out of our comfort zone and do a little bit more. But I feel like if I'm saved now, I'm going to be saved tomorrow. The devil don't care about all that. The devil don't care what you feel comfortable with. And if you feel like you've been getting by, he's going to escalate things. Amen. God's going to lead you where he wants you to go. And the devil's going to fight you. The Bible tells us, and we talk about it all the time, Revelation, the 12th chapter. The devil, knowing his time is short, comes with great wrath in those last days against God's elect. He is escalating the level. And God is trying to tell you, hey, you got to get ready. How do people backslide that seem like they got such a great testimony? Why do people fall away that seem like they have so much in God? Whatever happened, I'll tell you what, the devil brings it up another level, and they weren't prepared for that because they were so comfortable where they were. The same testimony, the same actions, the same prayers, the same depth in the Word of God, and God saying, come on, more and more. You're going to need this. You're going to need this. God said, that, that meal you ate, I've never eaten two meals. <laughs> God, I've never, that, that was always, that was plenty. It's not plenty enough for what you're getting ready to get yourself into. I, I've heard a lot of preaching, 1 Samuel 17, about David, of course. Probably, if you, you're going to be around church very long, you're going to hear about David fighting Goliath. And there's about a thousand different ways that we can get inspired and that we can break down so many different things that are going on when David steps in and kills that giant. Amen. The Bible tells us there in first Samuel seventeen thirty-eight. I've heard some really good preaching about it and I'm not trying to take away anything from it, but David was used to a level of warfare at that time. He came in as a shepherd and God was preparing him. God was getting him ready. Amen. God wasn't just going to have him be a shepherd all his life. God had a throne for him and God had a place as a general really for him to fight the enemies of God. But at this time he was a shepherd and he was really good with that sling. 1 Samuel 17, 38 says Saul armed David with his armor. When Saul finally said, okay, David, uh, you're not going to take no for an answer. You want to go out there and fight that giant? You better believe it. All right, let me give you some armor. The Bible says Saul armed David with his armor. And he put a helmet of brass upon his head, armed him with a coat of mail. David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go. He said, I can't do it, I, I, for he had not proved it. I don't know how to use this. I, I, I've, never, I've never moved around. I cannot, can't uh, move freely with this chain mail and this big old helmet. I can't see as good as I, I, I need to see. I can't, I, I'm not good with this sword. I've never proved this. I've David said, I cannot go with these things, for I have not proved them. And David put them off of him and took his staff in his hand, chose him five smooth stones out of the brook, put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a scrip and a sling in his hand and drew near to the Philistine. And we understand that with that sling that he was so 
good at using there against the lion and against the bear as a shepherd and and protecting his father's flock and, and and that staff that he had and the giant laughs at him and says he coming at me like a dog with sticks and stones you know i'm gonna feed you to the birds of the air to the beasts of the field and david said oh no 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 you're the one that's gonna be uh animal food today amen and god used david and used what he was familiar with at that level amen and I've heard good preaching saying, oh, you know what? We don't need any new ideas. We don't need any new techniques. We don't need any new uh, try, kind of things. Uh, we need to get back to what we know like prayer and like fasting. and like. I believe it. Amen, amen, amen. That's good. But let me tell you something. When David became king and he was leading troops into battle, when he had men like Joab and and Abishai and their brothers and, and the mighty men. He said, you lead an army with a sling and a stick. He eventually learned how to use a sword and a shield. He eventually got his own. He eventually learned how to prove himself and bring his level up, amen, to fight armies. I want to tell you something. Where you're at has served you well. And I know you can get real comfortable where you are. But whether you like it or not, greater battles are coming greater devils are going to be fighting against the church. Amen. And the gates of hell, the Bible says, shall not prevail against the church. But we have got to take the responsibility when God is saying, come on a little bit higher. Come on a little bit deeper. Come on. just It's time for you to, to, to come up another level. To learn. To grow. Amen. Your armor. That you wear in the Lord. It's got to grow with you. Amen. I say, brother, I'll tell you what. There's only one, one faith. There's one salvation. I got this, man. I got that. Hey, you're going to grow in that. You're going to have a more of an understanding than you ever had about that helmet of salvation. About that shield of faith. About that sword of the spirit. Amen. Well, praise God. And the way you fought... The way you overcame, God was merciful to you and to me to keep us right there. He knows just how to, to hold us in the battle and keep us where we are. And, and, and there's others that are praying for us. There's others that are helping us, that, are, that, that have gone before us, that have been in this a little longer than we are. And, 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 they're, and together we're growing together. Amen. But sometimes... We need to pay attention to the Spirit of God talking to us because we don't know what's in tomorrow. We talked about Job here recently, that fire of God that fell. The Bible talks right before that about Job praying for his family. Job making sacrifice for them, right? Job didn't know what was going to happen. What kind of prayer meeting would you have? What kind of experience would you have with in the in the spirit? What kind of depth of of letting the Holy Ghost work and renew your strength if you knew what was in tomorrow was going to be a greater level that would require a greater faith? Amen. What kind of prayer meeting would you have? 
Hallelujah. If you recognize, you know what? You're going to face some things tomorrow you've never faced before. Sometimes it said to me recently, what would it be like to just see in the spirit some of the things that God is doing and power, presence of God, the glory of God, the the angels that that look into and are part of what we're doing and how amazing that would be. But what if we could see what the devil was gearing up for? What if we could see just. So many times I feel like we get our eyes on some things that are happening and we I've heard people say, well, what a cop out. You know, it's always the devil. No, it is. Yeah, the devil's always fighting. Amen. You need to you need to be aware of that. You need to be aware that our our battle is not with flesh and blood. That's the the heart of of uh, of church, the heart of what ministry is all about is is that ability to say, hey, here's where we are, and that's awesome, that's good, that's, that's so, so thankful. You're, you're so far ahead of so many that are just, just still fighting whether they want to come to church, fighting whether they want to have a prayer life, fighting whether they want to have a relationship with God, fighting whether they want to understand the Word of God, still trying to wrestle with the idea, do I really want to surrender everything to God? And here you are, here you are, worshiping God, loving God, praying. But you know what? Hallelujah. What we need to do is... Uh, Sometimes just coach you along and say, hey, what you're doing, it's good, but it's not going to be suitable for what you might come up against. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. A lot of times that's why I, it, it blows my mind, really, because I think I said this recently. People understand this coming in from the world and so many different backgrounds that we we see where that's necessary. And we're learning. We're being trained on and on. Uh, even uh, one of my children years ago that's going into I preach something along these lines. Said, yeah, I'm, at, uh, I'm at a restaurant, you know, slinging fast food and burgers. And they're, hey, you need to not only have a manager, you need to have a mentor, somebody that you can say, hey, I, I need to. Hey, how do how about this? You know, uh, you know, is it do you want fries with that or do you want fries with that? I don't know. You got to help me with this. I need to know how to do it just right. Teach me. We come to church and all of a sudden it's. I know what I, I got God. I'm living for God. I know what I'm doing. I don't think anybody really ever gets to that place where we just say, hey, I don't. I don't need a little coaching. Bible calls it the perfecting of the saints. Look what it says. You know, First Corinthians, the tenth chapter. If I could, I've had this this talk with the Lord many times, because like I've preached to you here over the weekend about the friend of the bridegroom and the place of the ministry and place of uh, of any one of us that wants to do more for God. We got to keep pointing people to Jesus. Amen. And if I could get through a service, because I've seen a lot of just garbage, just men that are talking about Jesus, but you can just see through that, that they're, they're really looking for admiration and looking for the praise of men. And, and they get a little too much kick out of the idea of, of uh, ministerial authority. If I could, if I could do it any other way, God knows. I just, I, I wouldn't even, 
bring up the fact that there's a pastor in this church, but sometimes I say, God, you know, I had to talk again about my role and my place in the church and had to lay that out. And I, I, God, I don't want to, I don't ever want to try to try to exalt myself or even my office. God, I want you to be exalted in everything we do. And I, and one day the Lord showed me here in first Corinthians, the, the 10th chapter that, well, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He showed me. We're going to turn to that in a bit. He talked about the place in, in, in that he talked to the Corinthian church. And he's, he starts talking about, hey, you know what? Uh, you, you think that they are apostles? I'm an apostle too. You know what? I've, I've been beaten. I've been whipped. I've been stoned. I've been shipwrecked. Uh, I spent uh, uh, a night and a day in the deep. I, I, I've got fastings and nakedness often. I've been through all these things. And beside all that, the cares of the church. Paul, why are you talking about your credentials? Because he saw people that needed ministered to. They needed perfected. And they were getting their eyes on a lot of flashy things and a lot of people that seemed like they... They were saying they had their best interests in mind, but it wasn't helping them grow. It wasn't ministering to them, helping them get closer to God. And Paul began to say, hey, listen, I could say all those things, but what I do glory in, it's you growing in God, you being the stronger in God, you overcoming those battles. You got to understand we need that coaching sometimes in our lives. And it's not always convenient. It's not always the nicest thing to hear to say, hey, you know what? What you're doing is great at that level, but, you know, it's not going to feel it's going to be a little more uncomfortable if you really start to get into the spirit of God and really start letting God let go and letting God have full control. You start praying and interceding and start praying with your heart and effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. How many people doing really good at a level but really never break through to understand it? Hey, you know what? I need to let it ring out. Oh, I'm comfortable. At that level you might be, but listen, when the devil comes by, God wants to use you in a greater way. It's going to take you getting out of what's comfortable. It's going to be like me grabbing that racket sometimes. I don't know. I feel like everybody's looking at me saying, look at how weird that looks. I can't stand, how many times I heard people, I can't stand hearing myself pray. You know, that's just the way the devil works. Amen. Because there's power in your words. Amen. There's just times I want the devil to hear it. Sometimes it's good for me to hear it. You say, God's not deaf. No, he's not. But there's power in that word. Amen. You start pushing in prayer. You start praising and, and, and in the spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've been, you've done great for that level. But there's battles ahead. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes. There's a place. Say, oh, I want God to use me. Some of you pray and I hope you're all praying that. Right. I wish God would open this door. You know what? God, the devil notices that. Amen. I said the devil notices that and he starts fighting. You got to have everything to the level of what he's going to face you. Look what it says here. First Corinthians 10. We first Corinthians 10. Very, very familiar portion of scripture. First Corinthians 10 verse 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth. 
I hope everybody at church, if you came and you weren't sure you're standing in faith, I hope and pray by the end of worship and this time of prayer and prayer for those that needed help and those that knelt around this, I hope you're saying, Lord, I don't know. I wasn't sure I was standing when I got here, but I'm standing now. But take heed. Take heed. Lest he fall. Now, we've been over this scripture so many times, and I know some of you probably just even already know where we're going with this. But how many times we heard people just say partially, you know, God's not going to give you more than you can bear. But connect how this is really stated in the word of God to what God told Elijah that day. Hey, this is more than you can handle. You need to. I'm going to provide for you today what you're going to need tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be too tough for you to go on what you normally do. Right? Your normal spiritual meal is not going to be enough for the battle you're facing tomorrow, for the work that you're going to do tomorrow. So here I'm providing what you need to make it. Sometimes, sometimes I know just how God is leading and, and I think, oh, it would have been so good if so-and-so would have been here. Amen. Or would have been so good if so-and-so wouldn't have been so distracted. Oh, you don't understand just how hard it is. I know what the devil does to keep us at a level that he can handle. Because if you were able to get a hold of the word of God like you should have, he knows. He can't handle you when you start knocking it up another level. Amen. He's used to where you are and he is coming with a way and God saying, oh, no, we're going to get you ready for that. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. This battle's been going on for a long time. When you say, I can't make it another step, somebody's already been through it. When you say, this is harder than I can bear, God says there's others that have faced it, have overcome it, and have a testimony already about it. There's no temptation taking you but such as common to man. But God is faithful. God is faithful. I, I don't know, Lord, if I... God is faithful. But what if this battle is more than uh, God is faithful? And let's look at what he's faithful to do. He will not suffer. He will not allow you to be tempted above that you are able. Stop there and you're going to miss it. That right there is the idea that, hey, God's going to. How many of you feel like maybe maybe God allowed some things that were tougher than you? You could bear at one time. Paul said at one place, all hope was taken from us. We are pressed above measure. Show you over and over again where it was more. But God is faithful. Listen now. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above all that you're able, but with the temptation. With what temptation? With that temptation that seems like it's going to be more than I can bear. He's going to bring... Make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That's right. 
A way of escape sounds like a way around it, but you know what? Sometimes it's a way through it. Amen. It's not so much that, hey, here's something that's going to be so much bigger than I can handle it. But to escape it, what you're going to do is get that extra meal, that extra strength, that extra faith, that extra prayer meeting. Amen. That's why you got to listen to that still small voice that says, you know what? You're not done praying yet. You got to listen to that still small voice that says you didn't go as deep as you need to go. That's why when the Spirit of God is moving and you hear uh, somebody leading the service saying, hey, come on, lay aside the distraction, lay aside the weight, come on, get it, obey God and let God move. You don't just say, "Uh, you know what, somebody else probably needs that. You might be that one. Because right now, I've gotten by. Right now, at this level, I've been, I've been doing a whole lot better than a lot of other folks. That's, that is commendable. And I mean that sincerely. But with all seriousness, we're familiar with the battle. We're familiar with what the devil brings. And we are familiar with our own weakness. Amen. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much because the same way God, I believe, before a battle says, I've got what they need to get them ready. I've got what they need to nourish their spirit. And I've got what they need to to increase their faith, to get them just where they need to be for that. I've got what they need in prayer. I've got what they need in the word. The same way God is preparing you for the next level. The devil's trying to work against that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I just, I'll read this scripture tomorrow. I'm so tired. I've, I've been busy all day long. And maybe that next chapter has a promise. Amen. Oh, I... I I'd really like to just get a hold of the word and get it in my heart and and take it to the altar and get it down in me. But I've got so much on my mind, so many things to worry about, so many things to 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 just make me uptight and and not really just apply the word to my heart. And it might just be in that. That it's the key. Oh, but I, it's, I've been doing all right. Yeah, probably better than all right. If you're still hanging in there, that's excellent. But Elijah, it's not enough for the journey that you have ahead of you. Amen. Hey, look around. Look around and see what's happening. Praise God. Look around and hear. You know, somebody's talking about the the, the headlines and all this. And, you know, uh, so many things that we could point to. And it's going to take some faith. Amen. Amen. You know, this whole deal, I was talking to Brother Madison about the other day, this whole deal with COVID, we came through it blessed. Seriously. But don't think there wasn't some, some kickback from, from some folks saying, hey, I don't, I don't know if I have the faith. They didn't say it quite that way. Amen. Some battles that we shouldn't have had to fight. Because God's going to take us through victoriously. Hey, battles with fear, 
We're going to help you. Amen. We're at battles with uh, doubt. We're going to, we're going to help you. But if the devil can get us at odds, like he's doing with this world, amen, then, then we're, we're too busy fighting each other. We can't fight the devil. And that's what he loves. God's going to make a way of escape. Some of the things that are up ahead, praise God. Don't you think it's over? I know, you know, for years people talked about after 9-11, well, you know, when, not if, but when the next terrorist attack happens. And now, now it's not if, but when this, a, next, a new variant comes by. Hey, we don't have to fear all that. But the question is, is our faith where it needs to be for whatever comes down the pike? Yeah. Amen. Can we still just say, hey, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep serving God. I'm going to keep loving God. I'm going to keep worshiping God. I'm going to keep on loving him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I don't know what's in tomorrow. I do know that the devil hits us very personal areas of our lives. Amen. The same way, like I said, the same way God just knows exactly how to bless, strengthen, help. He does special things. That's what testimony time is about. Don't you love when people say, you know what? He's not only saved me, he met my needs. He did something just so extraordinarily awesome to me. Just so sweet and special and just so personal. And it was just a, a not a need but a want. And it meant so much to me. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Just God's that good. Yeah. The devil knows how to be just that bad. There have been battles in my life that have hit me hard in places that I just thought, God, that's not just not that, not not my family, not my children, not like that. Not 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 this. I, I was just so expecting not not that brother, not that sister. God, please. No, help us, Lord. To, how do you how do you keep going and still have faith? How do you keep going and still have victory in your spirit? Amen. How, how do you not end up like so many others that have seen so much devastation, so much battle that, that it starts to affect you and your faith lacks and you're, you're, you're not hopeful anymore, but you're, you're, you're negative and expecting the worst always and looking for it. How do you keep above that? You don't settle for the same level. You keep digging for deeper. When you come in and you feel like you stand, you take heed lest you fall. Listen to me, church. God is doing amazing things. God is doing amazing things. You can can be a part of it or you can step back and question every bit of it. But I'm telling you what, I want to be right in the middle of what God is doing. I want to be right in the middle of what God is doing. But like Elijah... God is telling somebody here today, the, the meal that you had, that's spiritual and that's good and that's from God. But it's not enough. You need, you need a little bit more. You need a little bit more faith for where you're going. You need a deeper experience in, in prayer, a deeper walk of, uh, of sanctification with God that God can get down in and just, just perfect you in ways and, Ways that you've gotten used to and comfortable with. And God comes in and says, okay, 
Let me show you in your word, in the word. Let me show you through prayer. Let me show you through the preaching of his word. Let me coach you and get you to a place where, uh, where you can, you can meet and overcome what is in tomorrow. Let's bow our heads in prayer. At this level, you've done well. But God's digging in. Don't get comfortable. Don't get at ease in Zion. Don't allow that modern day spirit of lukewarmness and apathy. Good enough kind of attitude. Because the battles... aren't going to get any easier, church. But God's going to have an overcoming church all the way to the end. This world, you see it in your Bible, it's going to wax worse and worse, but God's always going to have a people that He's going to take care of. He's going to keep us. judgment, end time wrath, that's not for the church. You're not appointed under wrath. God's going to keep you like He kept the children of Israel safe and protected from any kind of... But oh, there'll be battles. The devil's not going to be pleased when he sees your blessings. The devil's not going to be happy when he sees you start reaching for more souls. I know that God is dealing with some tonight. I know that God is already working in your heart, telling you, come on, you've come this far. It's time to come up a little higher. It's time to dig in a little bit deeper. Let go of some of those old things, those weights. You've gotten by. The Bible talks about the difference in battles talks about if you got weary with the footmen, what are you going to do when the horsemen arise, arrive? Those days are coming. Those, those battles are coming. And God's preparing you. God's putting us together in a, in a way that we can fight together to be overcomers. Prayer for one another. Encouragement one another. Help us, Lord. Come on, don't, don't be weary in well-doing. We're not done yet. We're not across the finish line. God's calling soldiers. What about you? You ready for to overcome the enemy? God's going to give you everything you need to take you to the next level. Come on, let's find a place to pray. God knows what you need for tomorrow.
brothers, help my sisters, Lord. message I thought for sure it was going to be for Sunday morning. I felt for sure I just need to hold on to this until the weekend, but I couldn't. I couldn't. God's, God's brought this into our lives for such a time as this. walk with God. Greater battles take greater faith. And God, God is bringing a people out of complacency, out of lukewarmness and filling them up like never before. Oh Lord, help us to be honest with ourselves, to examine ourselves. Today's the day to get strength. Today's the day to reinforce faith. Oh, yes. 
Thank you, Lord. Let's all stand, Father. Thank you. Oh, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your... Lord, the anointing that's here tonight. I thank you, Lord, for for what you have done. Lord, help us, equip us, prepare us for what you will do. Knowing, Lord, that you began this work in us, you are able to complete it. Lord, thank you for it. Bless your people now, Lord. I pray you just work in a mighty way in our lives, in our homes, throughout the remainder of this week, God. Bless your people. Keep us safe as we travel. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church. God bless you. Almost. You almost missed that.